Hey guys, welcome to Comment Fakers, a commentary podcast where we bring hot takes from the best of the film business straight to your ear holes. This podcast was started when our esteemed founders, Katie McDonald and Amy Whiting, were disappointed with the lack of crew diversity in DVD commentaries. We love a good movie commentary, but we want to know more. We wanted to hear from the people hiding away in the shadows of a film set, the prop masters, the sound editors, the nephew who came with their aunt who was the makeup artist and accidentally sneezed in Jake Gyllenhaal's pasta one time. So we took matters into our own hands and decided to make a commentary ourselves. Though this podcast is filled with lies, we'd like to be honest for a moment and let you know that we have no idea what movie we'll be playing as we record this. The movie was picked by our friend Andrea, who reveals nothing. And we won't know what is going on until the titles actually roll. For the commentaries, we'll be bringing in guest hosts who will definitely be actual members of film crews that worked on this project. Real ones that worked on the project. This may or may not include us. But they won't, because they're real ones. They'll be improvising commentary for movies that are available on Netflix, so you can watch along. The stories they tell, the trivia they share, and the emotional journeys they take on the show may or may not be factual truths. Please don't sue us, unless you're Jake Gyllenhaal because we'd be honored to meet you even in court. I'm Andrea. I'm Crazy. I'm Amy. I'm tired. (laughs) I'm Brian. And this is Common Fakers! Hey guys, it's Andrea. Today, the movie I chose was the 2011 remake of a remake of a remake of probably another remake, The Three Musketeers, starring Orlando Bloom, Luke Evans, and a bunch of other high-profile celebrities, and we're still really not sure why they were in this movie. Um, There will be this nice little Hollywood bleep sound, and once you hear that noise, Feel free to push play, and then that way you will be synced up with our commentary and enjoy the sure to be train wreck. Hit play now. Hey guys, welcome to the commentary. Um, Let's go around and introduce ourselves and our role on this film that we definitely worked on. Well, my name is Jill, and I was the Foley artist. Uh, my name is Clarissa, and I was the prop master. Oh, one moment. Some people might not want to know what a Foley artist is. Ahead. That is the person that puts in the sounds after the fact. Um, stabbings. <laughs> Go yeah. ahead. Yes, my name is Joshua. I was the maker of all of the fine foods on set. Uh, you will see some of these foods on the show. Uh, the whole set, as you see in this moment, those are made with little candies that I made. And my, my company, Josh's Candies, made all these things. Pretty cool. You can eat every single one of those soldiers. Um, yes, hello. Um, my name is... Um, my name is Augustine. Um, I was solely responsible for Orlando Bloom's hair. So this is The Three Musketeers, uh, the documentary. You can tell because the words The Three Musketeers are on the screen now. Uh, Little known fact, also made of candy. Many of our props were made by me because of my brilliant food making. So, (laughs) Foley artist, 
Uh, you want to talk about uh, some of these noises being made right now? Yes, it is quite a difficult skill to acquire to make the appropriate um, noise that happens when a firework explodes. Sometimes you can do this with your mouth, and I would do it now, except for... Oh no, Except he's dead. Would be... <laughs> she gets very emotional about her job. The noise would be too loud for this room. It would sound like an actual explosion was going off, and we would probably have the fire department here. Are we sure we're not watching Assassin's Creed? The weapon he's holding here, I actually brought from home. You know, some people might not realize, but you actually pronounce the name Athos instead of Athos. Because Athos sounds like you're saying asshole. I actually want to make this clear. Most of these weapons are mine. I call um, people personally. assholes all the time. For example, my father is an Athos. This is my first time watching this, even though I worked on the film. I do not have enough money to watch movies often. So this is cool to see my work. Uh, that key was candy. She stuck it down her bra. My candy has been down her bra. Now, as a Foley artist, I was not working on the ADR, which means putting in the dialogue after the fact. Oh no! But I am very close friends with the ADR person, and boy, um, their name was Joshua. Luke Evans. My name is Joshua. (laughs) But it wasn't on me. Sorry, I will not interrupt you. It's a painful memory. Luke Evans could never... Fun fact, this sword was also mine. (laughs) I'm weeping because I keep getting interrupted. Luke Evans could never pronounce any of his lines. He is... He's not a native English speaker. Some might not know, but his native language is indeed Swedish. The key that he has in his hand, it was also meant to go into her cleavage. He did not put it there, which was very disappointing. It's okay, though. Uh, Prop Master, can you tell us anything about the mask that we're seeing? Um, yeah, actually, uh... So, that mask actually costs more than all of the sets combined. So, um... Wow. Uh, I can't really disclose wow. how we uh, raised the funds to do so. Uh, I'd prefer not to. Um, but let's just say it was a very personal sacrifice. As, as long as it was legal, then it's fine. Because anything I don't is feel legal. comfortable disclosing that. Well, it is Hollywood. Everything is legal with a price tag. Um, we actually all make cameos in this movie. Uh, 
we can't say where, but I will tell you that uh, this scene took me seven months of training. Uh, that's all I'd like to say. There's another one of my keys. Candy keys. They're going to be sold online if you'd like to see my website, Joshua's Candies. Uh, you can check them out. I have key-shaped candies and little toy soldier-shaped candies and also uh, cleavage-shaped candies. Any kind of candy you want, I make. As long as it is small. So, I was really good friends with the director of this. That's how I was able to make candy. Who was the director of this again? I don't remember his name. But I'm really good friends with him because he comes into Joshua's candies all the time and asks for candies. His favorite is the cleavage-shaped candies. Um, and I remember him telling me a story when he first put me on the crew. He's like, I want to make a movie about just three guys and the girl who find the secret passageway. And I said, what about doing the Three Amigos? And he said, that's a good idea. Because if there is one thing that makes the Three Amigos, not the Three Amigos, but rather the Three Musketeers, uh, it's secret passageways. So, fun fact, um, I'd never actually known just one of those things, you know, some people aren't familiar with certain props, and uh, I actually didn't know what a torch was before this movie. So, um, I was under the impression it was similar to uh, Campfire S'mores. So if you look very closely in these shots, you'll see that there is marshmallows beneath the flames. So, little known fact about this, uh, Mila Jovovich originally thought they were making Resident Evil. Uh, but, you know, it's going to be like a period piece prequel. It was at this moment, it was actually after this moment that they told her it was the Three Musketeers, not Resident Evil prequel, and she was very unhappy. Now, anytime you hear armor clinking, that is actually me walking around in a studio wearing armor. And I must say that the studio just, it was over 100 degrees every single day. That place just smelled like a nightmare. I'm just saying right now, for prospective Foley artists, just don't do it. Don't make my mistakes. Don't be a Foley artist or just don't, uh, don't, don't do an armor job? Uh, just, just never accept armor jobs. I don't care if it's Lord of the Rings. I don't care if it's Three Musketeers. Don't do armor. Also, Joshua's Candies do sell Three Musketeers. It's actually part of the reason that I got into this business is my friend who is a director, whose name I forgot, he asked me to make some Three Musketeer candy bars. Uh, and I said, I can make a lot more than Three Musketeer candy bars for Crush Promotional. So, um, according to legal, water is a prop. You might be asking yourself, where did they get all that water? Um, To be honest, we just added it in post. Uh, I couldn't come up with that much water. I just didn't know where to find it. It would seem too expensive. I, I went to a few different dealers. So what you're seeing now uh, is, 
extraordinarily mostly just green screen and uh, CGI. But that's just how things work these days. I've heard that you use fans a lot in water scenes. Is, are there lots of fans on yes. set? Yes, that is correct. Oh, you see what they're drinking there? I would like to, I would like to point out because there's not a lot of my work in this movie. So anytime they eat food or drink drinks, I like to point stuff out. Uh, I know that I do work for the prop master, but I'm specifically. Yeah. What is everyone talking about behind my back? Sorry, I got this. We're just going out for drinks after. Oh, that's yeah, sorry you. No, that's cool. I, I mean, I'm kind of don't have a lot. Of it's money. kind of like it's kind of like a girls' thing, so don't. So at this moment, when she betrays them, the little candies inside the cups <laughs> that make them all poison and loopy. It was tic tac. Oh, I need. Sorry, I just need to interrupt you because I need you to appreciate this, okay? That took me nine and a half hours just, just to do the front of his hair because he's very particular. Everything has to be picture perfect. Is that Orlando Bloom? I think so. I'm not 100% sure. Him and this Luke Evans guy are very similar looking. I actually couldn't tell you whose hair I did the whole time. Little little known fact here, um, Orlando Bloom is in this movie. Most people actually thought that Luke Evans played two characters, but it is actually Orlando Bloom. He came out of retirement for this one film, which is why you don't see him in anything after 2012 when this was made. Um, Everybody always asks people, "Um, did you take any props from the set? Uh, So I just kind of want to go around to the little commentary crew here since we've, we've become a little bit of a family over the... The ten, the ten, uh, ten months that it took to make this movie. Except for me, <laughs> I am more of a bastard chef child. It's okay um, though. I know my place. <laughs> I'm happy with just having some kind of family. <coughs> so, anyways, I just want to go around and let's. Um, I'm curious. Uh, what did you guys take from the set? And uh, I know that I am the prop master, but just go ahead and answer truthfully. I won't be. I won't be uh, annoyed. Well, thank you. I, I wanted to just uh, thank you for the beautiful statues. Uh, you see the statues in this room, the mm-hmm. beautiful white. They look marble, but it's actually uh, just a convincing cardboard. Mm-hmm. But they now adorn my front lawn very handsomely. Uh, I know it's a bit too late to see it, but uh, you, when you saw Orlando Bloom, you might have noticed his beard. I stole his beard. Uh... While he was sleeping, I suppose it's a prop of types. While he was sleeping, after the filming was done, I very carefully chopped his beard off and put it on my face. If you had the picture, you could see right now, I have the exact same beard as Orlando Bloom. Uh, girls often say to me, are you Orlando Bloom? And I say, no, but I do have his beard. It's my little keepsake. I'm sorry to get emotional, but it is very true and very very unsettling and any time you look at at his face it's just it's Orlando Bloom 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 What did you take from the set? Well, I mean, not many people know this about me, but um I like to sneak in people's dressing rooms and then just take all of their undergarments. So, I don't know so, if those so not are props. From the set. No. I was well, wondering some of why them. I saw you in Orlando Bloom's bedroom when I was stealing his beard. It was like, I saw someone, but I didn't want to 
alert myself because mm. I was also in hiding. Well, that's actually a different story for another time. Okay. You see, do you see the interesting coloration on that horse? Mm-hmm. It's actually not a horse. It is a large... Go on. Sorry, it is a large Dalmatian. I forgot the name of the dog, but it is a dog. That is a big dog. Where did they find it? It's genetically modified. Oh, yes, yes, GMOs. Is it the same one that was going to be in 101 Clifford's? It's like a spin-off of 101 Dalmatians, but with Clifford the big spotted Dalmatian. Yes, but unfortunately, due to the... uh, extreme modification this this animal only lived for I think the shoot about five months now as as a as a hair professional I'm just I am severely disappointed that they that I did not have enough time to work on everyone else's hair because honestly they all look like ragamuffins they literally look like they were dragged through the through the dirt I could make you some muffins. Ooh. Ragamuffins. Ooh. They're a specialty. Come on down to Joshua's Candies. <laughs> we make ragamuffins, cleavage candies, and Keith. Now. And three musketeer bars. Doing fully for a horse is my most favorite, favorite type of foley to do, as I, I do actually put on uh, horseshoes and parade around the studio. I just realized Mad Mickelson did in this movie. And he is conveniently missing an eye, like in almost every single movie that he does. Does anybody actually know if Jack Nicholson has two eyes? Um, you you Mad, misunderstood. Mad, Mad, Mad Mickelson. Mickelson. Jack Nicholson is a oh, I don't know who story. That is. Jack Nicholson is a golfer. <laughs> did, did you see the new Star Wars movie? Rogue One? Yes, Rogue One. Yes. And Doctor Strange? And yes. Doctor Strange. He's in both of those. And he's missing cool. an eye. So he's I really a terrible don't... golfer. Mm. And he's also Hannibal Lecter in the TV series. I don't know why everyone laughs when I say things. I don't think she's laughing. I think she's crying. Oh, yes. Just as my mother did as she gave birth to me. Every time I hear you speak, I know that this is the last time we will be together for a long time. So it oh. makes me very emotional. Yeah, um, some commentary. For the, for the context of the listeners, we are actually all in a room together. Sometimes those commentaries, they'll uh, kind of Skype in. Not the case here. Uh, we are all sitting very close together. Um, very close. Some might say uncomfortably close. Some might say too close. I wouldn't say that. In fact, I was wondering, could we get closer? I mean, if you want to sit on my lap. All right. I mean, uh, Joshua's already invading my personal space. Yeah. You said it was okay that I <laughs> do so. I mean, For sure. context of the listeners, sure. we are actually now all sitting on each other's laps all at once. <laughs> it's a bit precarious, but... Uh, it's, a, it's how you say a poodle pile. Yes. We call them poodle piles, and everyone poodle piles on top of each other. Sorry, I did not mean to clear my throat. But you might recognize that throat being cleared as pretty much any time in a movie when someone clears their throat. It is me. 
Probably one of the hardest candies I had to make were the words that I was, covered I was the just area. going to ask you that. Yes. How um, difficult was that? Well, I had to get black licorice and then try to like shape it into words. And then the hardest part was getting it to hover. Uh, I know, I, I, I feel like it would have been better if you would have just melted toffee down. Yes, but I do not believe in toffee as a thing at all. I just don't believe in it. Don't believe toffee exists. I actually took those statues that were on that bridge as well. This is my favorite part of the whole movie. Him getting off the horse or this upcoming scene? This upcoming scene I, gets me every time. Oh. Good guy. He did not let the drink go to waste. I was in charge of the drink. And that lettuce. And all those vegetables. Or fruit. That bread was also mine. I, I might as well say this now. All of the food you see in this movie, even the ones that look like bread and fruit, are candies. I was made specifically because Mila Jovovich, uh, she refused to eat anything that wasn't a sugar by- byproduct. She is on a strict candy-only diet. And so that is why I was brought into this. I mean, amongst other reasons, being friends with the director and also musketeer bars. I made all the candy food for Mila Jovovich. I, I did hear that. I heard you had to make those keys like a hundred times because she just kept eating them. Yes, she is really fat in real life. CGI does wonderful things. Uh, and corsets, and corsets. And corsets. Uh, but not the corsets made of candy because she would eat those. Now, it is a secret, and maybe Joshua can elaborate. About 20%, correct me if I'm wrong, 20% of the costumes are actually candied sugars in clothing form. That is impressive. Yeah. That is impressive. Yes. But none in the scenes with Mila Jovovich. You'll know this, although they're real clothes, the scenes without her, like that scene they're in now, those are candy, because they don't have to worry about her eating them. So you might have asked yourself, what did, what did uh, she like so much about that last scene? What made that her favorite scene? No one actually asked that. <laughs> yeah, I know, that's why I'm not going to elaborate. I'm asking now. Um, I, think what, I think what I like about that scene, I remember that day on set. I think it might be just residual emotion from that day. Um, I actually delivered my baby on set that day. <laughs> Tearing up remembering mm-hmm. it. Yeah. The labor laws uh, on this particular film were one of a kind. And uh, <clears throat> I was pregnant for the entirety of this filming, but uh, they just couldn't find anybody else to get the props like I could. So I decided to just keep on working through the pregnancy. Um, during that scene, in fact, if you look very closely, I wish we could rewind it, but that's just not the nature of commentaries. Uh, during that scene, uh, you can actually see. A quarter of my foot. Um, I actually I was in the background, 
and uh, luckily I was kind of pulled out of the way, but I, I did um, I did begin uh, going into labor throughout that scene, so very emotional. Such a strong, strong woman. Thank you. Um, I would just like to say, and this comes from the bottom of my heart, how many great actors decided to be in this piece of shit? Pardon my French, but we are in a French movie, so I believe it's okay. Yes, I didn't I didn't make it very far. Um Orlando required me to sit in his trailer almost twenty four seven every day with water and that is it. Just in case one of his one of his hairs was just slightly out of place. So I was not aware of all of these actors that were cast in this film. Yes. This is an impressive, impressive cast list. I keep being surprised. I was not allowed around any of the actors due to they thought I was smelly and should be killed. And so this is my first time watching it, as I said, and I was just like, how did they get Mads Mikkelsen, Orlando Bloom, uh, Mila Jovovich, well, I understand why I Mila I mean, Jovovich she's said. a little desperate. Yeah. Logan I mean, she could, she would do anything that offered her a meal. Uh, and now I see uh, Adolf Hitler guy. I can't think of his name. He's he's a dear friend of mine, and his name is Christoph Waltz. That's right. And The inventor of the Waltz. I know Christoph, as a close personal friend, would be okay if I elaborated. He was actually here on set. Um... Unfortunately, due to some some blackmail that that came out, um, the direct director, whose name we don't remember, <clears throat> had some incriminating photos of Christoph. I don't want to say what he was doing, but just I, enough to make him appear in this in this film. If you want to rewind for a quick moment the movie, we won't. But if you're watching the movie, you can. You'll notice the little boy girl ripped off his sleeves and threw them on the ground but then at the end they were not on the ground anymore people are like why did that happen Mila Jovovich thought they were my candy sleeves and ate them they were not candy but she ate them anyways <sighs> just cannot make things without getting people to eat them I guess that's a good thing at a candy maker but not that the candy maker has to make set pieces Now, we'll hear more of the sword fighting later on, but a lot of people expect, well, if I hear swords in a movie, it's going to be swords that are actually clinging together. How we actually create that effect in the studio is um, screwdrivers. We do fake sword fights with screwdrivers, and it creates a beautifully convincing sword, clanging metal. It's beautiful. Didn't you get the flu one day and they just decided to rely entirely on the the sound they captured from boom mics? That is true. I will point out the scene where that happens. You will be shocked to hear how terrible it sounds compared to my Foley. Of course he is. I make great food. That was not a scripted line. That was the actor saying, just to finish this scene and kill him. Because he was hungry. 
Yes, and the director, <clears throat> whoever he was, just depended on all of the actors to be able to eat the candy on set from Joshua. We did not have a craft services for the entire shoot. So all of us were running on water and just candy, so much candy. It was wonderful. You know what they say, you say wonderful, I say potato. It is quite different, um, not different. The styling choices, the costuming. You would expect they're in French, or France, excuse me, they're French people in France. They should be wearing blue, right? Well, (laughs) frankly, whoever the director was Um, just did not read any history. I, I need to interrupt you for just one second because I have gone to, um, our friendly friendly internet movie database database da- database my bad i'm so sorry um and the director is actually paul ws anderson i know him he's a good friend of mine <laughs> not to not to be confused with wes anderson because it sounds very similar but um he is known for some well some interesting films, particularly Resident Evil, which makes 100% sense that he cast Mila Jovovich in this film. So, I mean, Ooh, we all know. Sleep your way to the top. Now, any sort of swooshing sound that you hear, I did not have to add that in. That was actually captured on set. Most people don't realize that any movement that you make makes an audible swoosh so some of it we are able to keep in whereas for the vast amounts like people turning i have to take that out afterwards swoosh, 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 swoosh. Yeah. it's very very distracting i like to just listen to your sound effects you did a great job like can we just take a moment of silence to go wow i wish there was some sort of sound fully cut to sound fully uh artist's cut of the movie, similar to how there's a director's cut, where there's nothing but the foley. Uh, that's all I have to say. Thank you. It's, yeah. It is a long-time dream of mine, and to, to date, I have not been able to convince any of my directors to allow that. They are terrible, terrible people, directors. Just, just the worst people you will ever meet. Still want to know who that blonde girl was and where she went. Oh, there she is. Ah, I knew she was going to show up again. Now, a lot of people just assume that everyone had stunt doubles, which is, which is mostly true, um, except for in the rare case of Luke Evans and Orlando Bloom. Now, Orlando we haven't seen for a few minutes, but you should know up front, so you can look out for in the future. 
any action scene for Luke Evans, Orlando Bloom was his stunt double. Whereas any action scenes for Orlando Bloom, Luke Evans was his stunt double. Orlando was eager to be involved in this project in as many ways possible, actually. Um, so, fun little I spy. Orlando was actually a part of some of the props. You can yes, see in yes. the back here. Uh, you might see him crouching down. That's not a barrel, that's Orlando Bloom. As well as the horses that mm-hmm. are in the background. Mm-hmm. I, was, s- I was We spent hours. Ask. We spent hours perfecting that look. Mm-hmm. But I, I believe that we nailed it. I believe that I he is very you. convincing as a horse. Mm-hmm. There are a couple scenes here which were actually filmed from a separate movie that were just spliced in. You might recognize a few of these clips just being Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, you wouldn't notice, though, because they fit seamlessly. You never even notice that they switched the actors out. Now, did it also happen vice versa, where some of Luke Evans' scenes made it into Pirates of the Caribbean? Actually, that is where Luke Evans got his start. He was Orlando Bloom's stunt double on the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. And they just became best buds. In fact, I believe they walk around town together, trying to fully, like, imitating each other. It's very entertaining to watch. Ah, just just such wonderful, wonderful senses of humor, those, those two men. Just paragons of humor. So I'm curious, uh, was one of the set members severely allergic to the candy? Uh, what candy was it? What were they allergic to? And what happened to that set member? Do you remember? Oh, yes. Uh, he was allergic to gummies mm. of any sort, which would Is not the have... the gelatin? Yeah, the gelatin. Oh, carry on. Which, I mean, would not have been a huge issue, uh, except for the fact that there are a few... We'll, we'll talk about them when we get into the movie. There are a few props, which are gelatin. Uh, I think they are fruits. Uh, we did not use any real fruits, obviously, because, you know, Mila Jovovich would not eat anything that could be healthy for her. And so, it, they're gelatin candies. And if I recall correctly, he died. Uh, and his bones were used to make more gelatins. Circle of life. Yeah, circle of jellies. Is that a cat I hear? I think so. I don't... Is it in the movie? That is actually me demonstrating my prowess at imitating animal noises. Amazing. So... That's all I had to say, so... This movie was going to be at the beginning of the uh, French novel uh, film cinematic universe. Uh, they had others that they were going to connect to it, including Les Miserables, and uh, as well as uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, but this movie was not super successful, and so they weren't able to make that giant cinematic universe. It was going to lead up to a big Avengers-type event where Jean Valjean and the Three Musketeers and the Hunchback of Notre Dame were all going to team up to fight the Phantom of the Opera. (laughs) But sadly, this did not succeed as well as they liked, so they had to scrap those plans. My sorrow is audible. Um, I have always wondered 
Was that Logan Lerman's real hair? He wasn't candy. You know what? I, I'm not really sure. I'm pretty sure I watched him just shave it off of one of the horses on set and just put it on his head. It's pretty convincing. Yeah, it's yeah. not that convincing, but considering yeah. the circumstances, yeah. fair enough. Also, because I am very involved in the IMDb page of this director, um, has anybody actually ever seen him? He looks like Jim Halpert and Wes Anderson had a baby. And I'm just really confused by it. Let's ask our close personal friend of the director. Yes. Is, is, he yeah. try, is he related to either of them? Or is he just trying to impersonate it? Uh, it's a very good question. Uh, he actually had his own look before Wes Anderson stole it. Um, he was just sort of like... He was, he was a child of the 90s. And he refused to leave the 90s. Oh my gosh. Really? Him too? What is even happening in this film? I did not realize they had such money for talent to have late night talk show hosts play parts. So a funny, funny story here. Um, All of these men here, you'll see they're wearing open, uh, open blouses. And there was a funny prank one night. Um... Lots of the stunt doubles snuck into the rooms, and by lots of the stunt doubles, I mean Orlando Bloom, snuck in anybody's rooms and uh, waxed everybody's chest clean. So all the hair you're seeing was actually supplied for me growing out my own leg hair for authenticity and just uh, gluing it right on their chest. So it was a fun little collaboration between you and I, actually. Just yes, sit yes, there, it took was. a few really hours, enjoyable. you know, just getting real close to Luke Evans, uh, gluing my leg hair on his chest. So... Still kind of gets me emotional. That's where we met. And we, yeah, it was. It mm-hmm. was very, it was very lovely. It was actually, we even used a little bit, a little bit of it for his goatee mm-hmm. to get that realistic effect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just I, wanted to say real quick, you might have noticed them all singing that song, "Wine, Wine, Wine, Wine," that was the original, uh, in the soundtrack, was going to be one of the songs, but it was cut for time. Uh, there was a big musical number, just wine, wine, wine. But they, they, you might be able to hear the smooth R&B remix at the end of it. Now, some people might not realize the prince is actually Tilda Swinton in a very... <laughs> Very convincing prosthetic. Of course, of course. She is marvelous at everything that she does. And in the um, possibly lesser-known film Orlando, she already played a man. There she is now, Tilda Swinton. She's working on her next role, Garfield. Uh, A much more... A dark take on the film. Realistic take. I think I would enjoy seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. About a a cat that overindulges on lasagna all the time. Yeah. Oh. Tilda, you can say some words. She's being quiet like a kitten. She just came to pick up her paycheck. (laughs) 
Matilda apparently has... I mean, not apparently, because we've, we've known for a few weeks that, that this was imminent, but she has taken a vow of silence in the form of only making noises like a cat, so you may hear her meowing or purring occasionally. But only when she chooses to. That hat was made by me. It is candy. It is delicious. You seem to be very skilled at making clothing out of candy. I'm just curious, are you wearing any of your work today? And yes. If so, what's your favorite piece? Uh, I'm currently wearing bubblegum underwear. Not anymore. Pre-chewed? Oh, no. I felt it was off. You are quite the thief. Pre-chewed, yes. But now completely chewed. Oh... Now, none of us on set, and you, the viewer, might feel the same, so don't feel bad, but no one actually knew which blonde girl was which. Just, no one knew. And I honestly suspect that they constantly were changing roles they all were, of the time. They were. They constantly shuffled through Orlando's trailer. They would just show up giggling, and I'd just be like, which one is this? Is this Brittany? Is it Jessica? To be honest, I don't know if that was their names. I just assumed. I think it's a safe assumption. Probably Crystal was the third one. And I would say probably the last one, maybe Sarah. Ah, yes, fair. <clears throat> now, I don't think any of them ever ran into Orlando. Orlando has very specific tastes. Yeah, I know his tastes well. <laughs> He enjoys beef jerky. I would sometimes just get him a bowl of beef jerky with milk. That was his cereal. I called it jerky-o's. Not for everyone, but boy, did Orlando enjoy his jerky-o's. Turkey jerky and beef jerky mostly. But that was his cereal every morning. Big bowl of beef jerky in a bowl with milk. Well... You have to eat well to look that well. Am I am I right? You're yes, so right. You are to my right. <clears throat> now, a lot of people also don't realize they were originally going to film this entirely in the native French of the Three Musketeers story. There I thought the, the Three Musketeers was Spanish. No, it's, it's very French. I don't know where you're getting the Spanish from. No, <coughs> the Three Mouseketeers with Mickey Mouse. Yes, that is Spanish. That was, that was set in Spain, yes. But um, there actually turned out to be quite a lot of political turmoil with the country of France. Mm. So while the script was written in French last minute each day, we got that we got told no you cannot speak french you must mm -hmm. translate to english i heard it i heard it was mostly mila jovovich's fault she can barely as to my understanding she can barely speak english 
which is why they gave her character just Milady as a name because it was easy for her to remember. Did you love do her work? Any of Christoph Waltz's hair? <laughs> I mean, it looks really good. You know, actually, he would sneak into the trailer just so that I could help him. I could only do it occasionally. But I did teach him how to perfectly groom his hair. But the problem is is that if I if Orlando would have seen me touching anyone else's hair, he gets insanely jealous. And that's that's putting it mildly. Oh, I bet. That's putting it mildly. One time on the set of Pirates of the Caribbean, I was just talking to Johnny Depp and I touched one of his dreadlocks. And so Orlando found out where I live, and he burned my whole house to the ground. Oh, no. It's okay. I live alone. I didn't need any of it. Do He let me live in his kitchen, covered for, like, a week while I rebuilt. What does this kitchen smell like? Like beef jerky, mostly. Mm-hmm. Mysterious. Unsurprising. Mm. Oh, it's... Mads Mikkelsen again. Yeah, little known fact. I actually did meet Mads Mikkelsen. He is the one actor who tolerated me. He's not really that mad. His name would make you think he is a mad guy. But he is not. He's actually quite glad. And his face. Actually. So my, my nickname for him was Glad Mikkelsen. Because he was always so happy. But enough about me. Let's talk about this flying boat. Let's. Now... Wasn't that completely constructed out of candy? Isn't this like your David, per se? No. Uh, my David was David Beckham, who was actually a candy man that I created and tricked the world into thinking was real. That is my David. But this was pretty close. Uh, I was able to do some pretty cool stuff with this candy ship. Yeah, we actually collaborated on this one together for once. Yeah. It's, it's really not that big, though. Mm-hmm. It's actually really small. They yeah. just did some forced perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. How big would you say it is? Um, I would say it is bigger than a bread box, mm-hmm. but smaller than a house. Now, did they, did they use that same technique in, like, Lord of the Rings where they used um, children to create the... Illusion. Exactly. Ah, yeah. Thank you so much for bringing that ah. up. Um, thank you. Yes. And uh, these. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Isn't he mar? He's marvelous. Yes. Sorry. Continue. Oh n- no no no. That's totally fine. Uh, so yeah, in that in that wide shot of the the ship, if you will, descending. All of the crowd, I know you might be like, oh, that's just a CGI crowd. No, 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 no. Uh, we just rounded up a daycare. It is L.A., so there's plenty of kids just running around. Um, Being free as, yes. their, as their parents So, do. So we, we just kind of uh, herded them into a little, little squares and uh, distracted them with some candy. And that, that's the wide shot. That's all the kids. The lawsuit is still ongoing. Yeah. Speaking of Jake Gyllenhaal, open arms. We're waiting. So the ship itself, um, although it's more of a set than a prop, 
uh, took me all of five years to create. It was actually for a different film. And I was so upset when it wasn't used for that film that I was like, hmm, how can we work this in somewhere else? And that's when my candy came in. Yeah, so we just tweaked it a bit with the candy, and uh, we fit it into this film. Uh, Still pretty bitter that it wasn't in that original film. In fact, they erased all of my work from that film, which I think is obvious as to why it has such a gaping hole in the middle of the movie. It's almost as if, like, what? When you're watching it, you're just like, what am I watching? It's such a terrible terrible movie what movie was it yeah to be honest I blacked out Orlando I was staring at his hair no worries totally understandable there's my candy now some people might question is the three musketeers why why with the giant floating ship now we are very lucky that we're very lucky that our prop master was able to use that. Tilda, be quiet. Very Please lucky be respectful. that the prop master was able to use that ship. But the main reason the director decided to put it in the film was because ever since Pirates of the Caribbean, Orlando refuses to appear in movies unless he can appear on a ship in at least one scene. Which is why you don't see him very often. So it all worked out, really. That's when I think this movie can't get any more rared. That's right, rared. Uh, I get confused by stuff that's going on. You might be wondering, what movie was that ship in that they cut it out of? Um, Funny, it is another movie that kind of is connected to Orlando Bloom. It was The Bling Ring with Emma Watson. Ah, now that you say that, yes, that movie was missing so much. Now, when... When did Mila... Is it Mila? Mila Jovovich? Yeah. When did she find out that this actually wasn't a Resident Evil movie? Do you know? Um, I know you are friends with the director. Yes. I don't know when she found out. It's obvious she still thought it was a Resident Evil movie in that moment. Now, you oh. might notice, aside from the um, strip show that's going on right now, at this point, the director read a history book and learned that French soldiers actually did wear blue, which is why you no longer see the red. Now they are all dressed in blue. And so by history was... book, it was a coloring book. Wouldn't that mean he had to choose to color it blue? Right. That, was, yeah, that would be assumed, but someone, it was a youth coloring book that someone had colored blue in. Ah, Makes blah, sense. Blah. He was just flipping through it. Yeah, and he said, blue? No way. He also learned that trees were green from this. I also took... Many people are wondering, what is Mila Jovovich doing here? I could not tell you. No clue. But I did take that statue as well. As well. Excuse me, sorry. I got choked up there. I did take that statue. Mila fought me for that statue, but I won. What kind of fight was it? The only fight that there is. A cat fight. 
Tilda, any comments on the cafe? Tilda has left the room. She uh, went to go get us coffee, I think. Mm -hmm. I think we should go around and uh, talk about what this movie means to us. spiritually emotionally just kind of the symbolism the fil- what drew us to this project originally you know the spirit of the film what draws you to the film uh what made you want to do it a paycheck um so capitalism yes. the spirit of capitalism yes actually um money and the fact that Orlando Bloom would kill all of my cats if I did not I actually uh, was brought onto this project very, very early, earlier than any Foley artist ever should be. And I read the original draft of the script, and it was a beautiful, beautiful story of a poor French peasant living in his world and accepting that everyone does indeed die. Of course, months and years later, it was adapted into the Three Musketeers film that we see now, and I had already signed a contract, so I couldn't back out. It's okay. I couldn't back out. It was... Did somebody bring any tissues? I have a candy tissue. It's made of... Is it absorbent? Taffy. No. I, I will, well, I will text till then. taste better. Um... I'll text till this one. I'd like to say story. how I got involved with this. Um, to be honest, I was on copious amount of drugs. I uh, I was given the script similar to you. I was kind of switch rude. Uh, given the script for the artist. Uh, <laughs> I'm weeping for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, uh, that's why we kind of had a tweak some of the props I brought on because uh, I didn't know what I was doing till the first till day one I show up uh, show up I have a lot of different a period piece props for the artist which took place in the 20th century and here I am in still not on, uh, honestly sure what century this is and uh, just made it work that's what you gotta do you might have seen a statue in that last shot, mm-hmm. I did take statue as well. It is also in my front yard. Yeah. I have a question for <clears throat> anyone in the room, really. Mm-hmm. Do we know... Again, <laughs> this is seriously just Resident Evil. <laughs> There's a scene that we filmed purely for Mila Jovovich after this, in which... After she gets through this, she fights zombies. Now, the zombie scene was cut because, well, they didn't want people to have zombies in a Three Musketeers movie, but Mila Jovovich didn't know that until after the film was made. I'm sorry, what was the rest of your question? Sorry, I got um, choked up by just the sheer awfulness. But, Joshua... Yes? Do we know if... Mila Jozovich has a plot line in this movie that intertwines, or were her... Um, nice pun. Pardon me. Pardon me if I may take this one. Yes, because, as I said, this is the first time I've watched this. Sex. Sex, my dear friend. That is the only reason she's in this. 
because Hollywood is a joke and it does not respect women. And you know what? You know what? No, I'm going to take myself out of this conversation. So I'd like to just kind of uh, change the subject here. We're all still. That's all. I just. <laughs> I just like to change the subject. I, I don't made have a that subject. ring out of candy. And that was the 30th take, because every time she kissed the ring, she'd eat it. And we had to be like, stop it. And she'd be like, nom, nom, nom. And then by the 28th take, we'd just play the trick on her and put a little piece of poop on his ring instead of candy. And he would go, she'd go down and she'd like, oh, yuck, yuck, this is not candy. And uh, it, was, it was a funny story on set. Um, from then on, we'd all be like, hey, Mila, do you like poop? And she'd be like, stop it, everybody. I didn't say that to her because, as I said, none of the actors except for Matt Mickelson would have me around, but everyone else called her uh, Poopy Girl. Uh, but they eventually got the take where she just kissed it and there was, and she didn't eat it. We taught her, much like a dog. If you look very closely on the uh, book that Christoph Waltz is actually reading from, you will find that it is actually... Sorry, I <clears throat> almost forgot the name of the movie. It's actually the entire script for the, the uh, fifth Pirates of the Caribbean movie, which Orlando Bloom wrote himself, Ooh. starring himself. But, alas, Johnny Depp came and took over, which is why that script no longer exists. So we're lucky we have it preserved. I actually still read that in replacement of my Bible in my everyday life, so it's pretty convenient. I, I did. Which came I first, did the notice. chicken or the egg? Which came first, the Bible or the Pirates of the Caribbean fifth script? I don't know. That is a good question. Mm-hmm. The egg came first. It was a Fabergé egg, but one of those Fabergé eggs made completely of sugar. Oh, Tilda! Tilda is back with our coffee. Thank you, Tilda. She really gets into character. I appreciate that. Tilda, we're doing we're doing the commentary. That, I'm sorry. What? I forgot your name again. Joshua. Joshua. Yeah. Joshua. Joshua. That neck piece on Orlando was exquisite. I believe you made that by hand. It took you days. Yeah. I put a little bit of my own blood into the batter that uh-huh. made the candy. Uh-huh. It's pretty good. You know, no. I actually need to apologize for an earlier statement about our director not reading a history book. This is completely my fault, in that this movie is just total garbage. <clears throat> I did not realize that Orlando Bloom, uh, his character was actually from Spain, and the military accompanying him, I believe, were the Spanish military. I could be wrong, but is anyone here going to correct me? No. 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 It's what I thought. Um, I'd just like to say I'm taking very personal offense to everyone claiming that this movie is negative. This is actually my favorite movie. I watch it every Saturday night by myself. Just, uh, yeah. I pop a, boss, pop, uh, a bowl of popcorn, uh, pour a glass of water, watch this movie. Could, I, could, I could watch this movie every day till I die. Little known fact. This was also not scripted when he asked Christoph Waltz, what the word consummated mean. Uh, he was like, 
what is consummate? That young man, played by Tilda Swinton, didn't know what sex was. That is the same person. That's Tilda Swinton, yes? Yes. 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 She does very get into character. Her entire life as Tilda Swinton is forgotten. She believes she is that young man right now. Daniel Day-Lewis, step aside. Quite literally, Daniel, wrong studio. He's gone now. Much as Tilda currently believes, she is a cat. Mm -hmm. She is not sitting on a chair like the rest (gasps) of us. She is sitting on the very top of the chair, perched like a cat. Is the Pope fighting with swords right now? I do not believe that man is the Pope. I don't... Is If anything, he's Jewish. Let's just move on past the religious comments, please. Oh, they said a good part. Now, a lot of people don't realize just the pure craftsmanship that goes into the work of a Foley artist. Any breath you hear them take is me breathing. We completely strip the entire scene of sound, and I have to fill in the rest. So every breath is me. Now, this is a scene when you were sick, is it not? I was sick for... Nine out of ten months of the shoot. Which is why everyone sounds so unnatural. But no one bothered to replace me. And we kept with what we had. So this scene doesn't contain any folly? No, it does. It is me being very sick. You know, I was very not aware because I spent so much time on his hair but he is not he does not have a lot of screen time and I'm just a little I'm a little surprised by that because honestly my work is the best out of all of the people in this movie and you have not I'm pretty sure they just hired I'm pretty sure that the day of filming they just went down to their local Fantastic Sam's and just bought all of the hairstylists there and were like, here, come do some shoddy work on this film. Which is fine, because it makes my my lovely Orlando look wonderful, but, I mean, come on. A little less Mila jo- Jovovich, if, if, if I can say. I can be so bold as to say. Something you'll notice is next time you see the Porthos, uh, I learned this from Ed Mickelson, who told me, Porthos is actually played by James McAvoy. He's bulked up and put on a different look. But if you look closely, you definitely see, well, that's just a heavier set James McAvoy. Uh, He's been trying some interesting things. Wait for it. You'll see. There he is. There's James McAvoy. Wait for it. I'll see him again. Just a fun little pun for your pun lovers out there. You can tell if you really look closely. Uh, I never once noticed that. That is amazing. Mm -hmm. That man, James, such a revelation. 
By the way, that horse. Anybody think he looks familiar? Is it Orlando? You bet it is. I take Mark back my other statement about being wrong about the colors. Because these are clearly supposed to be the French people and they are wearing red, so... I just don't, I just don't know. All of these uh, soldiers were trained at the Stormtrooper Academy of Good Shooting. That means they're bad shootings. It's a joke. Now, has anyone elaborated what happened to Mad's eye that he had to wear this eye patch? Uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think, I think he just had an allergic reaction. Um, so he's fine. He was just a bit of a drama queen about it and wanted a physical manifestation of his, uh, his allergic reaction that was uh, a little more than just a stuffy nose, so he said, uh, hand us an eye patch, and uh, we did. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. I don't know who that guy is. Yeah, where did she come from? I don't know. But it makes me wonder why we're not casting gender. her in movies. Oh, that's just and instead we're casting Kirsten uh, Stewart in movies. If you ask James Corden about his role in the film, he will actually say he was not in the film. And that is because he was actually heavily, heavily drugged. Mm -hmm. He has no memory of this film. Why was he drugged? Because he did not actually want to be in the film, but they needed a man like James Gordon, and no one else fit the bill, so they took him. Whoa. She just got even better. Mm -hmm. Though I am the biggest fan of this movie, I do want to point out... Well, actually I actually have two questions. Number one, what is you, what, what defines a musketeer? Number two, there seems to be more than three of them. Your thoughts? I don't know what a musketeer is. I assume it's someone that carries a musket, which is a type of gun. None of them are carrying muskets. That's it a fair actually, point. It actually has to do with their smell. <laughs> Little known fact, they all had a certain musk about them that would bring a tear to your eye. They smelled so bad that they were called the musk a tears. Uh, and so that is why they have the name musketeer. Is they, their musk is just so powerful. So three, only three of them had that musk. Though. Yeah, uh, only three of them. I will give you a hint on one of them. His name rhymes with... James Borden. Smells terrible, but you can tell by looking at him. Oh, 
your man. It is my man. He's no. lovely, isn't he? A interesting um, story from the set. Most people would assume that um, Orlando Bloom and Matthew McFadden are just good actors and they know how to pretend to be enemies. In real life, they despise one another because Orlando is under the impression that he is married to Keira Knightley, who was his co-star in Pirates of the Caribbean, lest we forget, whereas Matthew McFadden played opposite her in Pride and Prejudice as Mr. Darcy. And Orlando just so adamantly hates that uh, Matthew McFadden, as Mr. Mar- Mr. Darcy, um, married Kira. He, he believes that he's mar- she is now married to both of them, and Orlando cannot handle the jealousy. So he f- was really trying to kill Matthew in every scene that they are opposite each other. Yes, yes, I, I, I can confirm that is a a raging jealousy. He does sometimes live in his own fantasy world and he does believe that they were married on the deck of that ship in Pirates of the Caribbean and that they will be together for as long as she lives and and he does believe that he will live eternally. As, As Davy Jones, correct? Yes, yes. Yes, he does, does, I mean, we did, on that set, there was an actual uh, voodoo um, soothsayer, is it soothsayer? Soothsayer. Is that the word that I'm looking for? Yes, that, thank you. Soothsayer. Some weird things happened, but, um, you know, nothing, nothing, nothing irreversible, that's for sure. But but we but he he does believe he's going to live forever, and I I can't say that I that I don't believe it. Because honestly, I don't remember that day. It's all it's all a blur. I we're still trying to figure out if, if it was actually magic or if just Johnny Depp just slipped us all cocaine in our in our food that day. But st- still can't confirm. Always a joker that Johnny. I did work with him once before and. Yes, we were all very drugged throughout the entire shoot. I enjoyed it. You may be wondering what shoot we are talking about, and it is indeed The Lone Ranger. Ah, yes. I was talking about, uh... The one with Leonardo DiCaprio. I was so drugged, all I remember is he was in it. Grapes of Mr. Grapes and the... What's eating Gilbert Grape? No, I don't think that's that was it. it. I think it was what's the what's the grapes of Mr. Rath. That that I think that sounds yep, more that's correct. That's it. That's it. Now that's that's actually just a tragedy. That was a stunt that went wrong. That um, no. person actually tragically gave their lives for no. this movie. Yeah, does anybody actually have the number of how many people actually died in this movie? No, but uh, my friend, aren't aren't you in charge of the props? Aren't you in charge of creating the fake props? I am. So, one could say you are responsible for all of those deaths. Uh, I, yeah, I accept that, actually. Um, yeah, I have nothing more to say, yeah. Ah, okay. Interesting. 
Lots, lots of funeral costs. Mm. Most of the budget went into funerals. I'm very comfortable with death. On an unrelated note, uh, oh, whoops, went out of shot there. Um, there was a wall of weapons behind Orlando Bloom for a moment. Give you one guess who's those belong to. Oh, there you go. You see it? The giant, uh, like the platter of swords hanging on the wall back there? That's all me. Both, both of them? Yes. In fact, most of the swords you see in this movie really are all mine. Like I said, very comfortable with death. It is, uh, as they say, ironically, a part of life. You are a terrifying human. Thank you. Now, earlier in the film, I was asked which one scene contained no Foley whatsoever, and it, it is coming up very soon, so be prepared. However, this is still me doing the Foley of the horses, all four at once. I am impressed that that candy neck piece that uh, Mila was wearing did last for almost a whole scene without her eating it. Yeah. I mean, not very long, but... Because I did notice it was missing from the next scene, but... She's getting better at this. She really is. Yes. Aren't you in one of these suits of armor? Joshua? Me? Y yes. Yes. Aren't you in one of these suits of armor? You would think so, but... They would never let me that close to any of the actors, cool. except Which, for Mad Mixling. Was it you? Me? Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. Who no. Was it? it could have been me. I. It sounds like something I would do, but. Um, no, oh, I remember now. It was my son. I had him on set that day. He looks so much like Joshua. The the baby you had on set. Yeah, he looks stunningly like Joshua. No one can figure out why. It is weird. And here we see a true reaction of just pure rage from Orlando Bloom as he realized that Matthew McFadden is coming to steal Kira Knightley. See, I really appreciate that shot. You can definitely tell that it was Luke Evans as his stunt double and not Orlando Bloom himself. Yes, yes. Frequently with stunt doubles, yes. you have to very cleverly edit and hide yes. the face. Whereas with Luke Evans and Orlando Bloom, there's no need for that. No. No. None whatsoever. Ah, this is the actual scene um, when he's throwing this cannonball. That there was no Foley on set. Mm. And ah. it is actually the sound of explosions, and all of those men are dying. I think they mm. planned on having fake explosions until they realized you weren't available, and... Well... And someone in props... <laughs> someone in props really loves to kill people. I mean, I'd like to say I don't love to kill people, but, uh, not against it. Look how... Dirty and poofy as hair is in that scene. Did it not hold its shape almost to perfection? Pretty impressive. 
Now, get ready. My talents are not that, wasted. That is pure rage. He's he's calling after wanting to just destroy him for stealing Kira Knightley. Now, remember what I said about the swooshes? All of those are me. So, um, I didn't know. I was still kind of recovering some of the drugs. We shot this out of sequence, and this is my first day. Still recovering from some of that drug trip, and uh, I didn't realize those candle stands were meant to be so intricately carved. Uh, so, I get there, 8 a.m. They're like, why are these just a block of wood? I'm like, what do you mean? They tell me they're supposed to be intricately carved. They show me a picture, oh, and so yeah. what do I do? <laughs> I get to carving. If you look close, oh, the scene's over. Thank goodness. Uh, but in the very opening shot of that scene, you see me just dash out a cut, I mean, dash out a frame. Cuts right away as I uh, was finishing up carving them myself. This shot is from Pride and Prejudice. Just that one with the trees. That's great acting. And restraints, because I do believe that was another candy necklace that yes. she did not devour. This was a very challenging scene to film. One might imagine that you could use a crane to achieve the same effect, but we actually did lift a carriage using not that ship, because that would be completely ridiculous, but a hot air balloon, which took just so much coordination to make Mila Jovovich light enough, in addition to the carriage, that it would lift up, because... She had gained so much weight by eating so all of that candy. Mm -hmm. I have a question regarding James Corden's hair. Does anyone have an answer? I was actually about to say something about that. Weren't they, Joshua, his hair, weren't they strands of very thin gelatinous candy, not unlike uh, Red Vines. I hope it's not blasphemous to bring up a new brand. Uh, maybe. It's like thin slices of Laffy Taffies. Yes. Sorry. What do you call them? Uh, I call them thin slices of Laffy Taffy. Hmm. I know it's not very creative, but you run out of names for mm -hmm. candies after a while. The infamous, infamous candy necklace. Marvelous. You might be wondering, what's wrong? Why do they look so, uh, like they haven't showered in, in weeks? Um, I'm going to go ahead and answer that for you. 
forgot to forgot to install the showers in the trailers. That's all. You're just just a terrible, terrible human. There was one shower. It was mainly for washing away blood. They actually were pulling a gun on her at this moment because they thought she was going to eat something else. But then it looked good as a shot for her pulling that out, and they were like, oh, that's good. This was probably the set that I've worked on that had the most genuine guns being pulled on people. Just constant guns and... I didn't expect everyone to bring their own guns from home, but they did. Biog, bring your own guns. Have a party every Wednesday? Everyone's invited. Now, this was actually a scene that was filmed for Pirates of the Caribbean. when both Matthew McFadden and Mila Jovovich wandered on set one day and no one bothered to stop them. Eventually the mistake was caught and placed into the correct film. I think that's one of my favorite lines in uh, any piece of film is commonly used, uh, at least she died the way she lived. Uh, pretty good. I like how versatile it is. Pretty, it's a solid, solid line. Yeah. And any, any adverb can be inserted in there that just adds so much intrigue to the character. At least she died the way she lived. Eating a whole plate of chocolate. Exactly. She was like a pinata when she landed. Just candy blowing up everywhere with ridiculous. Now, Prop Master. Mm-hmm. Is there a story behind these fish? I'm so glad you asked. Um, so yeah, these fish, uh, I was planning on just having a taxidermist bring them and using puppetry. Uh, not the case with these fish, though. Uh, we couldn't get a taxidermist to find these particular fish. So um, I crocheted them. I just kind of wanted to try out a new uh, material uh, for my fish. Uh, normally they would just have an animal's uh, director on set. Uh, not the case. I uh, crocheted these. Um, I used very, uh, well actually I used fish wire to crochet them. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a fun joke. Uh, glad you noticed. Fun little Easter egg for all the fish crochet enthusiasts out there. Of which there are many. Mm-hmm. Talking about you, Debbie. Lovey dubby. Come home. Rest in peace. Do you, do you know something that I don't know about Debbie? So let's talk about these clouds here. Are those candy? Are they Co- cotton candy are clouds? They cotton candy clouds. Yes, they are. Thank you for noticing. Uh, there's a funny story that goes into these cotton candy clouds. Uh, they made James Corden so sick uh, because. 
he would feed them and they'd, he'd inhale them. No. The, the, him vomiting like that, that is not scripted. That's just him inhaling the clouds and then just candy, cotton candy barfing up. But uh, it, it was afterwards, uh, Mads Mickelson, uh, or as I say, Glads Mickelson, uh, he told me, like, James Corden hates those cotton candy clouds. Can I get some just to mess with him? Whenever I'm on his show, I'm like, absolutely, buddy. So I made him personal cotton candy clouds. Whoa. Things are... Do you see that giant skeleton statue? Weeping out of tears of joy because I took that giant skeleton statue home. Ah, yes. Wouldn't mind putting something home with me that's on that ship next to the skeleton statue. Now, there is a lot of confusion as to who the villains in this Thank movie you. are. Thank you. I was actually just going to ask if anyone had a clue. I can answer since I watch this movie regularly. Uh, what people don't notice about this movie is that it's very uh, deeply laid. <laughs> Sorry. This is my first very, time seeing it. Very deeply layered with symbolism. The, the villains in this movie are actually just French architecture. Um, all the characters are trying oh, yes. their best, and the architecture just keeps getting in the way. Uh, it says a lot. It says a lot. That is much deeper than I thought it would be, but mm-hmm. makes complete sense. Architects of evil, you might say. Now, a secret that I will only tell you four in this room. There's only three of us, including... Oh, oh no, Tilda's Did in Tilda here, leave? too. No, oh. Tilda's here, too. Oh, okay. Sorry, She's I forgot very about in Tilda. character. Um, I actually was able to take home the eye patch that Mads Mikkelsen wore. Now, he was very mad because it's his actual eye patch because, really, he does not have an eye. Mads never gets mad. He talked uh, to me about it afterwards, and he pretended to be mad. Oh. But afterwards, he's like, well, I'm actually kind of glad. That makes me feel a little bit better. Then, yes, it does. I, but it is funny whenever he pretends to be mad because he has, uh, he has to he appear that way. He seems angry all of the time. No? Like, super all of nice, the time. Super nice guy. Like, as soon as he'd get off set, it's funny. Oh, yeah, there's see? a smile. He's smiling. Oh, that's like, weird. <laughs> Actually, that's unsettling. Sometimes I call him Giggles Mickelson or Mad McGiggleson. I feel like I might actually poop my pants if I heard him laugh. I think that would scare me. It's much higher pitch than oh. you would assume. Oh. Like, I will try to recreate the Glad Mickelson's laugh. <laughs> Wow, impressive. That is much higher pitched than I would have ever imagined. Yes. What candy were the trees made of? Um, I didn't make the trees. Uh, or you're talking about the toy trees. The toy trees. The, the aerial the, shots. The, yeah. Um, they were made of bubble gum. Evergreen bubble gum. Fitting. Kiss her. So sorry.
Tilda is a bit of a diva today. Oh no. Now, get ready for just some of the finest uh, human. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it's it's me. What I'm trying to say, making the noises um, of those cannons with my mouth and certain are, parts of my you body. You are very talented, my dear. You are very talented. Thank you. Yes, it's um, it's a skill that I uh, was born with. Not everyone has the ability to be a Foley artist. I would say maybe one in, one in a billion people can probably make these noises, which is very good because it can confuse and frighten many, many people. Um, years ago, before Foley was an option as a career, my people were just completely hunted, like, like witch hunted for the fear of our cannons. Sorry the about darker that. darker cotton candy, uh, the darker clouds, I should say, are licorice-flavored cotton candy. Now, that scene wasn't actually going to originally be in the film, but uh, someone had begged to have a slow-motion uh, James Corden scene. And it might have been James Corden that begged that, but I, I don't remember. But uh, it's a last-minute addition that I think fits very well within the framework of the scene. Um, fun fact: I'm terrified of thunder, uh, so I actually quit at this point. Luckily, we're shooting out of sequence, so I didn't miss that many days. But uh, I'm surprised they wanted me on for this commentary. And I know you might be thinking, wasn't the thunder added in post? It's a good question. I'm just super The answer confused. is yes, it was, but I also was on set to provide the atmosphere, and I am very convincing at making thunder noises with my mouth. And yet we're still friends. That's miraculous. Yes. Why did James Corden's character not just pick up the bomb and throw it out the window? You know, like any normal sane person would do. He had plenty of time to get out, jump out of the way. Wouldn't he have the exact same time to pick it up and throw it out of the giant hole? Here's the thing. If we're going to get to the logistics of it, there are ships flying in the sky <laughs> with no explanation. But you know what? We all made a load of money off of this film. So, In fact, most of their budget went into paying us for which is why I think they invited us for this commentary. I was paid purely by candy. Oh. Well, ingredients to make more candy. Ah. I was paid in the statues that you see around the set. So when you say you stole them, you mean you just took what was already yours? <laughs> when I say paid, I do mean it was part of my contract to receive statues, but I just took more than my fill. Mm. So none of you actually made real money off of this movie? Uh, I would like not to answer that question. My motivations for being on this film, I would like to withhold. I'm going to guess it was 
so that she could accidentally kill people. Ah, yes. Yes. Now, are there three ships at this point, or are there still just two? Oh, no, it's only two. I know you're thinking, if you wanted to be on a set to kill people, wouldn't being somebody in the special effects department, practical effects department, or stunt department be uh, the best way to do it? Um, not in a movie about war. Not in a movie with guns, and not in a movie with fire. Sorry, Just moment. a fun tip for you out there. I'm going to finish pouring my drink, which the microphone is... Almost got it. Oh, yeah. What are you drinking there? Um... Liquefied candy. Whiskey? Liquefied candy with gumdrop icicles. Let's see if I can. See what I mean? Architecture really gets in the way. Mm, yes. Okay. Believe me, I've watched this. Hold up. Very, very surprised that that actually turned out to be an okay statement. But here we are. Now, the man you keep seeing at the wheel, this the, the blonde man on the left, I just was so inspired by his performance. You see some top name actors and actresses in this film. Christoph Waltz, Orlando Bloom, depending on who, James McAvoy, of course, in, in disguise, but that blonde man that we saw, I think he really was the star just a beautiful actor. Twas beauty that killed the beast. Sorry. Isn't it beauty and the beast? No. It's a line from the King Kong. Oh. This is historically accurate, might I add. Mm. This fight is what oh, a lot yes. of the history bases things on. Innuendo. <laughs> Just so you know that it's some sexual innuendo. It stands for things. Or at least that's what made, the director told me. It's just made extra confusing because it is actually the Cathedral of Notre Dame performing the innuendo. I'd just like to say, told you so. It's, it's trying to make a statement about how... Uh, Churches uh, screw you over sometimes. Uh, and you really get that because the cathedral screws the buildings. Now if I can just um, give us a small history lesson here. That spire was actually not built until the 1800s. Just in case you're wondering. When, when they restored it, they did that. So if we are... In the same timeline, that spire should actually not be there at all. None of this should have happened, which makes me think that it was put in here for innuendo, and that is its sole purpose. Yep. Did you learn that from a coloring book? Actually, yes. I did find it on Amazon, and I did purchase it. That's genius. We do um, live in L.A. now, so it just they, they drone it straight to you. That's how long this movie was. That's how long we've been sitting here. Long enough for a 
drone to deliver this coloring book to me. So I have another quick question. I heard rumors that the blood was candy, which brings question... Was the blood in the actors? Candy, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say something, but was I was sworn to procedure? secrecy. But you have you've brought it out of me. No one's going to listen to this anyways. Uh, so, yeah, it, I mean, it wasn't in the actors, obviously. We would uh, put it on the actors, apply it like a paste on where they got wounded. Um, it's very difficult uh, because in reality, uh, this fight always ended with Mads Mikkelsen winning, which he just did. Huh. That's weird. Uh, they did like 20 takes. The little kid was supposed to win, and Mads Mikkelsen just would not lose. He was so good. And so they must have eventually... I left by the time they got to that part. So they must have just gone to oh, the take where like, the kid loses. One sec, let's see. Help. Oh, they must have done some more reshoots to finally get him to win. It's very difficult for Mads to lose. He is just naturally that talented. And Logan Lerman is naturally, well, as you see. A, a stunt, a stuntman. He's naturally a stuntman. Yes. Particularly Orlando Bloom, actually. He actually was a stuntman for most people because he's very insistent on doing his own stunts, but also everyone else's stunts for them. Which is actually how Mad Mickelson was eventually able to lose, is they brought in Orlando Bloom. Yes. Because, yes. as you know, Logan Lorman was just too crappy. Yes. That's Orlando. That's Logan pretending to stab Mad Mickelson. You can tell because of A, the height, and B, the hair, does not look like horse hair. Yes. Now, in the original cut of this film, there you were going to hear Mads hitting the ground. If which came out first, this or Les Mis? I don't remember. But Les Mis. Um, Oh, thank you. Are Actually, you I have no idea. At the very end of Les Mis, you hear Javier... There I am, holding candy <gasps> was flowers. Was that you? That was me. That was you. They I let me be in that you. scene because there was no one else around me. Yeah, everybody ought to say where they're in this film. I don't remember. Um, no, in, in Les Mis, they filmed Javert falling and... It, Revenge on the architecture. Uh, you know what, never mind. Like My story whale. is pointless. Oh. That is actually me imitating a whale, oh, okay. imitating a ship. Oh, very cool. Ah. <laughs> At this point, I'd gone into hiding, uh, but I really wanted to get a cameo like everybody else. We were all promised cameos on our yeah. contracts, so uh, just hid myself in one of those triangular trees. Really easy to hollow out. Um, you might have seen a few cuts ago the golden lion that was on the front. About to ask about that. The front of the uh, ship. I was, while we were filming this, I was actually inside removing the lion from the ship so I could take it home. 
actually my cameo in this film was um, his hair. Uh, Tilda Swinton crept into my sleeping quarters one night and shaved it all off because she felt that it was the only thing that would fit her character of the prince. So that is my surprise cameo. That was definitely Tilda Swinton that shaved your hair off. Yes, yes it was. At least I hope so. You know that cleavage anywhere behind that other mask. <laughs> oh, she took down the mask. You even know it's her for sure now. Did you even, did you talk to her at all? I mean, you no, were on the I same wasn't set. Al- yeah, but I wasn't allowed near the actor yeah, except for Glad Mickelson. Understandable. you are that actress and you are somehow listening to this, Joshua thinks you're beautiful. And if you ever want candy, Joshua knows a guy. Tilda, Tilda is back. Tilda? Uh, Tilda. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Uh. Tilda, we don't understand what you're trying to say, but we assume... It has something to do with just the whole orchestra here being made of those, um, what's the word I'm looking for, those puppets that are on the... Marionettes. Marionettes. Just all of them were marionettes. You can buy candy marionettes from the (laughs) Joshua's Candy. Just another ad if you want marionette candy. And it's actually interesting. Tilda was so bored during this movie that she was actually controlling all of those marionettes during this scene. Which were candy marionettes made by Joshua, the candy master. Can I ask a question? Tilda Swinton, is he supposed to be King Louis? Yes, I don't know which Louis, but one of the Louis. But he's the same guy that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio played years earlier? Yes, I believe that same Louis. Leonardo DiCaprio did it better. Sorry, Tilda. I love you, but... I mean, you're no DiCaprio. He's an Oscar winner now. Now, both of these actors didn't know what a kiss was before this movie. I could have taught her. But I was not allowed near the actors. There's a hidden Pokeball in every one of W.S. Anderson's movies. There's a hidden Pokeball. He's a huge Pokemon fan. Now you know where the hidden Pokeball is. I gave it away. I shouldn't have, but he told me these things, and I love to know them. What happened to Orlando Bloom? You know, um... Remember, a cannonball blew him up. No, I have a theory here. I believe Orlando... I believe Orlando um, actually has completely traded places with Luke Evans at this point. There was originally going to be a sequel, and we were going to hint to it at the end of the credits um, that Luke Evans, or Orlando Bloom now, is plotting to kill Matthew McFadden. But... uh, Unfortunately, it just was completely cut because no one saw this film. Yes. yes. Oh, wait, here he is.
But because Orlando has already switched places with Luke Evans, this is Luke Evans pulling his Han Solo moment, and he is going to swoop in and save the Musketeers. Wow, they really thought they were getting a sequel, didn't they? <laughs> they really, really did. But um, actually, the problem was is that For burn. I did. That's take... actually a message for everyone who was a burn victim in this movie. <laughs> it was supposed to say for those who were burned, but they just said for burned and spelled it wrong. Sorry, go on. I just had to say oh, that. nothing, nothing. I was just going to talk about how I got half the budget of this film. Okay. I was paid half of. Wow. That's half impressive. of the half of what this movie made. That's, I love that's what the happens when Orlando this. Bloom burns your house down. This font seems like the font that would be used in, like, a fireman's business. Like a private fireman's. I'm not talking about strippers. I'm talking about a fire department for really rich people with bad taste. I love this movie, but the font, mm, not so much. Jury's out. Listen closely and you can see the inspiration from the earlier song that they sung. Wine, 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 wine. You can hear it, and this is like, wine. Well, thank you so much for joining us here on this commentary, everybody. I'm so glad I got to meet with you all again. With Juno Temple? It has truly been an extraordinary pleasure that I will never... Oh, actually, really quickly, Till Schweiger is actually Tilda Swinton's uh, man name that she um, appeared under, because she did not want everyone to know that she was in this film. She thought it might break the illusion. Hang on, I, I would like to see my name pass by. It will ah, be yes. coming. With it? Yes. yes. What What would the point be if if we didn't see I our names? I never told you my last name. Let's go but ahead My first and name. That. You'll see it, and then you'll also know my last name. So, you're in luck. Ah yes. It's not Gay Rod either. Like that person, I know Gay Rod. Gay Rod was a cool dude. Andrew Sturk owes me. Andrew Sturk owes me three statues, and I'm still very upset about it. Hence my tears. Slept with him? <laughs> That's actually terrifying to think of. I really wish you wouldn't have said that. Says the woman who sleeps with Orlando Bloom on occasion. Oh, snap. Have you seen Orlando Slept Bloom? Slept with all of them. <laughs> I have, but... I mean, I have been lost in his hair. Ah, yes, well. Most of us are. That's not my name. That's not my name. That's not my name. Still not my name. Is your last name Pajanowski? Why do you say that? <laughs> I'm just trying to guess. You can guess all you want. You won't know until you see it. They didn't lift me as the food person, by the way. The script supervisor, Douglas, and I had a very contentious relationship because he would often point out inconsistencies because obviously when I would uh, spontaneously kill people on set, uh, there was 
script inconsistencies. So, uh, a lot of, a lot of fire. Oh, and, uh, assistant prop master, René Zunert. Um, just another, uh, name for me. Uh, I go by many names. Change it every few months or so. No reason. Very hard to find my name. Now, Joshua. <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> Did the tailors, assistant tailors, and seamstresses all work under you? No, I worked under them. I was given very little respect in this movie. How, how did your candy become just the center of the entire film then? Uh, Mila Jovovich. I mean, as much as I rag on her for eating it, her obsession with it is what made me so popular. You know, Joshua, I still haven't seen your name. Yes, I know, I'm looking for it as well. All I see are a lot of German names? One would assume there would be at least one Joshua. That is me. <laughs> one would be wrong. <laughs> oh wait, you see Joshua? Where is it? Joshua Krul, the stunt performer. Ah, look at that. Yeah, that was me. I feel <laughs> like... put me as a stunt performer. <laughs> that... Oh, I see another Joshua. Oh, no, okay, there it is. I saw same, same Joshua. You're a no nobleman, apparently. Wait, where is it? It's already passed. You missed it. Uh, Joshua Grota. Such a beautiful name for just a terribly smelly man. Okay. It's interesting um, that you say that. Because, yeah, I was... I was a stuntman. man. They couldn't list me as Candyman because people would be like, tell the Candyman. <laughs> but uh, that's me, Joshua. What did you say my last name was last again? Grota. Grota. It's actually pronounced Smith, but spelled Grota. That's a creative choice. Yes. It's my name. I do what I want with it. It's a lot easier to remember how to pronounce it. Now, that visual effects company technically doesn't exist. It is a shell corporation that we made up Tom because Perry. all of the effects were done with candy. The lighting artist yes. Tom Perry was an elder Tom Perry. Of the Mormon church? Yeah. Mm. He's also a lighting designer. Oh. Another right. fun fact. Yeah. In the Unfortunately, as the Foley artist, your work often gets, um, not your work, but my name gets thrown at just the back of the back. And now if you are watching this on Netflix with us, you will see that they just don't care and they want you to watch the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which is just truly a tragedy. Let me, let me try and fix this so we can view my name. I've already seen uh, Where my might name. somebody want I'm to happy. watch this other than Netflix, you guys? Uh, there is a place that sells movies called Walmart. Yes, I'm, I'm sure you can find it in the $5 movie bin. Yes. If you live in the state of northern Utah, there's a video rental store still, I think, called Top Hat Video. Those still exist? That one does. Now, unfortunately, I realize we're at the watermark, 
uh, stage, and we've missed my name entirely, so I'm just done. We're done with this commentary. I'd like to say, if anybody else wants to watch this room film that doesn't live in North Utah, come on over. Um, Wisconsin. I'd just like to... 111 Main Street? I'd like to just plug... Plug my candy business again, uh, Joshua with Candy. You can find it at joshuathcandy.com. Uh, Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs>